Hello everyone, welcome back to Philippine and Stationery Season 4, Episode 8. I'm your host, Frank. And I'm your other host, Collins. Hey Collins, so how are you doing lately? Uh, I'm doing alright. We just kind of got back from a uh, holiday. We were in the Big Island. Um, and we basically did absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's a vacation, right? Just chilling and doing nothing. Like a true vacation, right? Like we just stayed basically at the hotel and just swam and ate food. That was it. Really? No sightseeing, yep. nothing, just just not at all. <laughs> wow. All right. It was actually really nice, uh, because everyone in the world is in Japan. Uh, <laughs> the supposedly early cherry blossom this year. Mm-hmm. Or late cherry blossom. And also because it, it finally opened up. Right, right. So uh, Hawaii had pretty low numbers this really? year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, one of my coworkers just went to Japan, so I guess he's one of the people <laughs> that went to Japan. So Everyone I know went to Japan. Really? And I was very jealous. All yeah. of the pictures and food and all the stuff, but yeah. Okay. Well, that will, that will bring back some Japan's economy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially now, right? Because if you were to go now, the 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 yen is pretty, like USD is pretty strong right there right now. Yeah, the exchange is pretty high, so yeah, it makes the travel a little bit cheaper. Um, I have I've seen some pictures of people who went to uh, Tokyo Disneyland, mm -hmm. um, and before rope drop, so before the doors open there's already like this giant line that would take you like an hour to get through <laughs> wow yeah all right uh not sure how this concerned the holiday to be honest but all right i don't know <laughs> <laughs> feels like more work in a sense but uh this is this each to their likings there, there are certain, there are different kinds of holiday trips. Like, there's ones that are restful ones, and then there are like strong itinerary ones where you're, you're there to like do stuff. Okay, yeah, there's one with a checklist. Yeah, must do, and, must seize. And those are, and those are not the relaxing kinds of trips. Those are potentially more <laughs> stressful than like work. Right, right, right. All right. So, with that being said, um. Let's begin today's topic. Well, we don't really have too many things. I don't have too many things I want to talk about today. But I mean, you got something pretty important and pretty cool, though. Oh, right. I completely forgot. Uh, oh, I see it. I see it. It's right there. I, I see it in your camera. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it kind of just goes in the background, too. Um, surprisingly, it fits under my uh, the, the desk I built back in high school. It, it it fits so well. I honestly didn't even notice. And then it's, I just looked up and I was like, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. It's 0.5 inches shorter than the desk. <laughs> so you can literally just slide the whole thing in, which is really nice. Yeah, I remember you uh, when you finally got it and it cleared customs. Um, and you showed me pictures. It's like, yeah, that that is beautiful. I have not yet seen it in person. I do want to see it in person one day. Oh yeah, just uh, come by, drop by whenever you want. But uh, <laughs> it looks great. I I think it looks a little bit better in person than the than the picture because the picture 
kind of it make the grain pop a little bit too much at least the area mm. where he stained it mm-hmm. the the actual picture is actually a lot better too nice yeah so yeah 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 oh, oh for anyone else not listening i got the that for anyone that didn't follow the instagram is some i got the toyoka craft pen chest this is their special edition instead of what's the best one they they used to have a desk chest per se that mm-hmm. stores um that has like four little drawers two smaller drawers two medium sized drawers and two large drawers the pen chest it is specially modified so now it holds one two three four five six that holds six smaller drawers in which mm-hmm. you can fit in the um, pens and the uh, pens basically well fitting anything really there's without the insert it doesn't do anything but it comes default with two pen trays yeah okay and then uh, the two medium drawers the pen trays that's a funny thing about pen trays I think the pen tray holds 12 pens each officially but the uh, the drawers only extend so far, but the, <laughs> the, 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 the pen tray is rest like it, they, they make a pen tray that fits into the drawer perfectly, right? Yes. And uh, the drawer doesn't extend all the way out. It gets stuck because he made, he, he makes sure it doesn't come off completely. Yeah. Is there a way to, so is there a way to take the drawer out completely if you wanted to? I haven't seen one. I think he kind of enclosed it. Okay. So there, there wouldn't be a way to... There is probably a way to disassemble it. I just don't know how because he test fitted this case when he put the hinges on. And I know he took mm-hmm. it off with some tools that, that I don't know about. But um, long story short, the 12 pen case, if you want to show all your pens, is technically a 9 pen case. Ooh, three of them get cut out in the back end. Yes, three of them goes into the shadow area where no one can see them. The insert you should be able to take out, though, right? You can take out the whole insert. Sure. So if you wanted to, you can put a couple hidden ones in the back by taking the insert out. Yeah, or you can just put a few ones for graveyard shift all the way in the back. <laughs> like, ah, this is, uh, I'm going to put it all the way in the back. I'm not sure which pants that would be because I don't have... Oh, oh, actually, I have one in that area already. Oh, really? You do? Yes. Which My one is it? My very first glass dip nib. The uh, oh. Jerobon. <laughs> I was like, I, no one's going to buy this. I'm not going to use this with the new uh, with the new glass dip nib I just got. So yeah. what am I going to do with this? Uh, here we go. To the back of a joy goes. Feels it feels bad to toss it, right? It feels bad to just toss the pin because it's still working. Yeah, but like it's not like it's it's not a great. I would not say it's a useful writing tools. <laughs> there are better experiences, writing experiences for you to use beyond that one, right? And uh, so, that good joy goes. All right, so yeah, on top of that, let's see. I also have a drawer that is currently, well, I requested a uh, watch drawer, right? 
Mm-hmm. But then that watch drawer is uh, not entirely for watch. In fact, it's not for watch at all at the moment. <laughs> well, sure. I don't. I actually. How many watches do you own? Two. <laughs> Two. Th- then why did you get a watch drawer? Well, it's going to be for a knife drawer. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. Similar size, really. Is that the one where it's like three long columns that go in? Yes. Yes, indeed. It is. This one. Oh, you can't ah. see it. I can see it, and I'm also you. I'm also looking at the uh, the Instagram uh, post that Toyoka Craft put out, yeah. um, and I can see the 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 watch drawer that you're talking about. Yeah, it is the uh, the dark red one. Yeah. So right now it has two of my limited edition knives in there right now. So that one's <laughs> gonna be a knife drawer. Um, I think the next one's gonna be a flashlight drawer. For the fourth one so it's, it's more like my edc collection of things i'm gonna tell you that sound like once you fully loaded it that sounds like a very expensive uh chest it is called frank's bad habit chest i guess <laughs> <laughs> frank's money sink chest yes frank's money sink chest in a sense yes so yeah and the, the bottom two is just gonna be uh the, the the other two is not really set yet, but the bottom two is one of them is for all the extra ADC cases or the pen case, the mm-hmm. uh, the folios, all the all the extra crap that I have that I'm not currently using, and the other one is for all the notebooks. Okay, so this keeps a lot of things off of my other two desks, in which they were just scattered around before that. Mm-hmm. So now it's a uh, much cleaner in a sense. The uh, how, how's the how do the the doors how 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 is using that is it like smooth like, like keeping it it's closed? Actually, really smooth. There's almost uh, you really feel no friction to it. It is, of of course, everything just kind of slides and rides on top of each other. There's no bearings or anything. Everything just pure wood. It's j- there's no uh ball bearings no nothing ball like bearings, that nothing it's just no wood. The, the hinge is plastic i guess it's uh, one natural thing about there's the hinge is like spring loaded plastic so you, you can slide it in and the, the hinge will just catch there okay but other than that everything else is natural on um, there is really no middle there and uh the slide works really well at keeping dust out like completely, mm. it completely closes the area. I think, in some sense, it works too well <laughs> that the finish chemical is not completely, completely aired out. Uh. So when I open the slides, I still get a whiff of the uh, finishing smell. <laughs> well, at some point, that'll go away. At some point, that'll go away. I'll just replace by whatever smelled of the EDC tools or stuff I have inside. Have you found that your knives or pens have taken on some of the finishing aroma? I don't think so. Those are metals, so mm-hmm. metal and plastic okay. are not too uh, porous yet. Maybe the uh, maybe the leather uh, notebook <laughs> covers, but I get at the same time they all probably tend to case in their own their own own scent as well. Right. I mean, it's not the bad smell. It's it's just wood finishing instead right. of wax or a polyurethane. Um, it smells more like wax, but mm. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. But it looks really good. 
and I'm just looking at the action of uh, him pulling the chest out. It's like, that looks so smooth. The build tolerance just looks so good. Yeah, the tolerance is really tight. The uh, Like I showed you the picture, um, the tolerance from the bottom two drawers, which is a medium-sized drawer, is about like one millimeter away from each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which kind of amazes me when I, when I just pull it slightly too. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess uh, that's, uh, that's how tight you want to make this chest. And you said this chest was somewhere in the ballpark of like a thousand bucks, right? Yeah, um, including shipping and everything else be due to the new exchange rate. Yeah. It is roughly about, I would say, $850 wow, or $900 is... if you do not want to include any of the additional stuff. Like the, the watch tray itself is about $100 something. The watch tray itself was $100? Is, no, it's like $80. Yeah, okay. the watch is about $80. But you also got three extra lining trays for the mm. uh, the three extra slides I have. Like I have, I don't know what I want to put there yet. Mm. I know one I want to flash that, but I don't know the other two yet. But I just don't want stuff to rest on the wood itself directly as well. So right. I figured I'll ask him to get a lining, and I can just put whatever the crap I want on there. So really, you just. Um... You paid extra for a little future proofing on what what you might do with the drawers, right? So that cost additional probably like 50, 70 bucks, and everything sums up to I think a total cost of uh, close to a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean they look really great. You're like looking at it, it's like it's kind of convincing me to potentially get one in the future, um, just because I have a bunch of stuff that I need to put away. I probably won't get as one as big as yours. Um, yeah. But maybe. I'm pretty sure he has a he has a, like a smaller version, like a six. Yeah. He has like a sixty pinches on it. Also, like, I think uh, two slides and like, not not the fancy uh, open and close slides, but like a normal mm -hmm. drawer, more like a more pin drawer, but with a little bottom as well. So you can get that one. I think. Yeah. I'll yeah. He's been always selling out. If you go to the San Francisco Pen Show. He should be there yearly, I believe. Yeah, I've I've heard that he sells out basically that day, the first yes, day. First day. <laughs> I mean the, Which, the yeah, it's it's pretty amazing how fast I can sell it. Yeah, and and it's really good quality, and you know for what you're getting, it's it's to get something of comparable quality here in the states, it, you you basically just can't either you can't find it. Or it's like it's gonna be very expensive. You can probably find it uh, by asking like special customized shop. Mm -hmm. But it won't be cheap. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you can ask for carpenters to build it for you, but it won't be cheap. Yeah, and I'm not sure the tolerance is gonna be just as tight as well. And I understand that, like when you're commissioning for like a custom project, I understand the reason why it is that expensive. It's just. Is that something that I'm going to fit the money for right now? It's like, uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I waited this for, what, two, a month? Over two months? Close to two months, maybe? Yeah. So there's always the waiting time, too. So. I, I am glad that you finally got it. <laughs> and that you didn't... Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm very glad I got it too. And uh, well, he he's probably finally glad that uh, this guy from America stopped bothering him. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't bug Mister Toyoka Craft. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm happy with the product. Really, I'm really happy with the product. Um, if you want to order something, uh, certainly certainly go hit up on the internet or uh, on the email list, and he generally will respond. Fairly quickly, and uh, just make sure you don't change your mind like crazy like I did, which of course <laughs> will annoy anybody, right? Like, especially as custom work. Yes. So, like I said, it's completely my fault, and I'm pretty sure he's just he's probably more than happy that it's done than I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'll have to come by and actually see it in person. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Just uh, I can kind of test it out. So I guess this is our uh, semi-new product of the week. The the TI Ultra Pen or the Titanium Ultra Pen. Right, Titanium Ultra Pen, and this is from the Big Idea Design. I believe they put this on Kickstarter for a while back, mm-hmm. and it's finally coming out as a normal edition. Oh yeah, it's these guys. Right. They also have like the bolt action pen. Yeah, and uh, on this one you can do. Uh, they call it three in one pen. The three in one pen. You buy one unit, and then it comes in the. Uh, you can it, it kind of like a twist arm twist, and then you can change it out to be a rollerball. It can be a ball oh, point. Interesting. I mean, I guess trying to sell a three in one is kind of a uh, misnomer. <laughs> because you do have to buy it. Point is like, yeah, it's, it's you, pretty much. You still have to buy it too. Yes, you still have to buy it, right? And of course, there's a fountain pen one. It's, it's, yeah, it's not really three in one. You, you you pay for that three in one, really. So, um, I mean, you you could say that like Lamy has a similar setup, right? Like you could get the rollerball and or the uh, fountain pen version. I, I'm not actually sure if you can swap the back ends for that. I don't know if they're actually compatible. But but at two forty, you're basically paying for two pens. Minimum. Yes. You're basically paying for two pens. Let's just be mm-hmm. honest here. Right? So. Yes. <laughs> but regardless, it looks great. And, and it's from Big Idea Design, so you know typically they have really good machining and the mm-hmm. really fine machining as well. Their uh, ballpoint pens are generally fairly on point in terms of the adaptabilities and how the mechanism works in terms of grabbing different uh, refills. They This one, they say they it works with 750 types of refills. Uh, probably works. Or 750, I wouldn't doubt that. It's just, uh, at the same time, I don't think we're going to use that many kind of different refills. <laughs> at least yeah. for us. Yeah. I think it's a little deceiving. Um, I think just because of the, the way that it's shot, the first image makes it look like it's a, it's like a blackened titanium. Yeah. When it's really not. It's just like a matted, stonewashed is uh, Yeah, it's a uh, stonewashed titanium. Well, Stonewash Titanium actually darkened the surface quite a bit. I'm not sure yeah, you know that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I have a, a Stonewash flashlight for, for mm-hmm. Titanium, and uh, compared to a polished Titanium, it's much, much darker. Yeah. Uh, just I, just in that first image, it looked like it was like a matted black 
titanium, which 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 it is not. I was trying to look for that pen again, and I was like, it's not there. It's not. It's not. Some no. lighting trickery might have to yes. be done. Yes. It's just because the the background is so. Uh, uh, I mean, you can blow, tell that the, uh, the the paper. Just look at the paper the color. It's yeah. a little bit. It's a little bit darker. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, it looks really good. Um, it is a snap cap, I think. Mm. Is it, it? I don't see, or is it a twist? I think it's a snap cap. Yeah, I think it's a snap cap. So yeah, looks good. It looks pretty good, and I think uh, Fake Boot had a review on it. And if anyone want to see it, uh, is that review is like seventeen minutes? Which oh wow, actually it's not even that new. It's a year old. <laughs> I, I guess I was. I, it just kind of popped thinking, up on your radar. Yeah, it just come up on my radar. I keep thinking that it's on the Kickstarter. I guess it's been released for a year now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, it's one. It's one of the few options you can get where, like, a you're getting a fully titaniumed pen, right? Because Bach nibs have a titanium nib, so you can just get the entire thing titanium. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. That's something I want to talk about today. And uh, what's next? The Montegrappa Explorer's Wild Fountain Pen. Yeah, um, I'm not typically a Montegrappa fan. <laughs> I would say this price point is also really, really high. Ooh, whoa, I did not look at the price is. until just now. I will agree with you that Montegrappa pens are for a specific type of customer, which is not us. Yeah, but at the same time, I would say I I think the uh, the color of the blank and the resin actually does fit the uh, thing I try to do, which is like, if you take a look at one of the pictures, it's like a North Pole ice kind of thing mm -hmm. with the uh, North Pole ice and the sea color too. Yeah, I think this this is one of their like really well. Um, we, I'm trying to think of a good word. Like it's kind of like a well classic design, or like a classier design. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more toned down with the with the elements, but they, I think they've all come together pretty well here. Yes, so they can do if they want to. It's just typically they much prefer the much much flashier type. Right, um, and I really liked like the the feather clip that looks really good. I think the feather clip it is that the symbol of that entire collection, the uh, limited editions. Yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, just um, this is nine hundred ninety. Mm -hmm. The Montegrappa is... Explorer Wild Fountain Pen, Arctic. Which yeah. the price point is pretty wild to me. <laughs> for for nine hundred ninety pretty... dollars. <laughs> Hence the name Wild. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like the design. Um, I'm personally probably not going to buy it, but I like the design quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, it's it's oh yeah, it's limited edition. So there's uh, a thousand of these, or nine hundred ninety nine of them. Hmm. Okay. So because you can see on the end of the pen, they're numbered. Oh. They're individually okay. numbered. Okay. Okay. So it is. 
It is a relatively limited edition instead of... Uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't think Sailor ever say how many of their pants are limited, right? It's just, here's a limited edition, here you go. <laughs> they're, they're, they're limited based on, like, they're only available for a certain number of time, but... Yeah, and, and then you, you turn your head around and look back on the refresher page again, and another new limited edition pop up. Uh, but you know, it, it's like a it's like a fiat currency. They can generate as many of these as they want, depending on the the their desire, right? I feel that at a certain point, is Sailor is more like he did. This is a Monday. Let's release a new pen. <laughs> I mean, they can. It it's not. They are certainly making enough money for them to do mm -hmm. that. Whereas the business model would have changed. Yes. Right. Like, but holy cow, they must be making a lot of money from this type of there, there are a lot of people, I know especially in Japan, like people really like collecting various different versions of things, right? And so right. it's really easy to churn out a new model with a different colorway that, that turns heads. I mean, I guess, yeah, like Nindoroids, the little tiny figurines. Yeah, I I got out of that game so long ago already. They are number one thousand what three hundred now. Yeah. So there's certainly a lot of collectibles are generally really popular in Japan. This is completely off topic, but they started coming out with the Disney character ones, and then after a certain point, I was like, okay, no, no more, I'm done. <laughs> I can't get any more of these. You got a lot of Disney ones in a very I, short period of time. I did. I have, I have more Disney ones than other company types of Nendoroids. Wow. Okay. Yes. And I was wrong. They're not one thousand. They're at two thousand now. Ooh. <laughs> in, in case people don't know, Nendoroids are like um, little. It's kind of like pop figurines. If you, like. The like the Disney pop figurines with like the big heads, they kind of, but they can articulate better, and their design quality is way higher than pop uh, figurines are. The manufacturer quality of Nendoroy is on a much higher level. Than yes, pop arts. They're yes. actually a little bit smaller than pop arts, mm -hmm. but yeah, the finish quality is much, much higher. Yes, um, but the best way I can describe it is. The pop arts, you can see a lot of the uh, molding scenes. Mm -hmm. You can rarely see that on Endoroids. I wouldn't say you won't see that, but they incorporate those scenes as like hairlines and uh, and like like uh, the accessory lines and stuff. They try to mask those into the design of their characters. Uh, and also understand like pop pop figurines are like nine dollars or thirteen dollars versus I nendoroids don't think pop art is that cheap anymore really they're not i mean i basically don't have any uh i have some but they were gifts um pop figurines yeah, 12 they're 12 dollars 12 15 dollars now Okay, but Nendoroids are like Uncle fifty Pop. to like seventy dollars. Yeah, Nendoroids. Well, Nendoroids, if you pre-order, is forty, forty-five. Right, but on average, if you were to buy one, if you went to like a store, there'd be somewhere in the $60. somewhere in the ballpark of fifty yeah. to seventy. Because right? like Nendoroids in general are quote unquote 
limited edition too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they, they are, are quote unquote limited edition. I mean, it's all Japanese. Most a lot of product limited editions, but a limited edition for Nintendo rights is they are limited to the amount of pre-order they received. Mm-hmm. They build as many pre-order they got, and after that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's according to the CEO. He just say that they almost don't do reruns. The they only have time they done are, them. They have done them, but the only time they have done reruns is when they realize when they can find. First of all, can, they can find the mode, the original <laughs> mode, and the mode is still in good condition mm-hmm. or repairable, and then they say, "Okay, yeah, let's do a rerun." Or is that why sometimes they'll not rerun it but come out with like a slight variation of it? Yes, that would make sense. Yes, they say that. That's how you say. Like, if if the mode is not reusable, they just won't do reruns. Yeah, because my uh, my wife really likes uh, Card Captor Sakura, and so they came out with one before I bought it, and so I was on like a pre order wait list for it, and then they came out with a new version of it, so I got that one instead. That would explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going they're they're going with a lot of older ones too. So there's that. Um. Yeah, that's that's another big Frank's <laughs> money sink. You can't fit Nendoroids in your uh, chest, though. Those won't fit. That no, they won't fit. <laughs> they won't fit. I'm planning to get glass display case to display them, but holy crap, glass display case also get really expensive. Yeah, I just have them like floating in the background, and I'll I haven't rotated them anymore. The I just kind of have is, them. Back I there. have I have enough that I need to have a tiered display in which I have no idea where to get them. Oh, I think I think IKEA has some tiered display things now. Yeah, I'll have to try to buy the acrylic version in, so I can place it inside the glass display. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because I have maybe close to sixty of them. I don't want to count mine. Yeah. I don't want to count mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, count so. Mine. There you go. Another collection hobby. And another thing that I blame you for, Frank. Another thing I blame you for. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> that, that was perfectly understandable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to ask you a question, Frank. All right. So... Actually, not a question, but like I have a situation that I, I'm 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 kind of working through, right? Oh, you have a situation. Not really a situation, but I, I'm planning something. At, so at All work, right. a colleague and I are planning to set up kind of like a, a introductory fun fountain pen event. All right. Kind of like a I, I don't want to call it a lunch and learn because it's not like it, it's not revolving learning anything that has to do with our job, but like just a fun event to bring everyone to learn something new. Right. Um, and so in this event, it'll most likely be everyone's first time using a fountain pen. The first fountain pen experience, most people don't really have much interaction with it. All right. So we're trying to put together this kit. Like, you know, it's kind of like a, like a not too expensive kit to get everyone on board as their first thing. So, uh, the kit will include one pen with perhaps an alternate nib for the pen, three sample inks, and two to three sample uh, paper types. So 
Um, I have an idea of what I want to put together here. Um, but I'm curious, Frank, what would you pick for these? Hmm. So, so what do you need? You want, okay, I, I see now. One pen with alternative nib, mm -hmm. three sample ink, two mm -hmm. and three sample paper. Okay, yeah, see, there you go. I was, when you say that, I was like, uh, uh, I wouldn't do paper. I would do papers, but definitely not one yes. type of paper. That's kind of. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like, as a simple kid, one paper, one type of paper type is a little bit stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we want to bring people on board to have them understand the how that works together right the pen the ink and the paper are all critical to the writing experience so right. you kind of have to try different things right so here here's here's a big issue with uh what i was about to re to recommend and along with the fact that what i originally trying to recommend mm -hmm. i was gonna tell you that for a pen the first thing came to mind is um why don't you just get a bunch of uh, Jinghouse? Because Jinghouse is cheap. And because if they are <laughs> Jinghouse and Preppies, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Jinghouse is like a Chinese brand that, that feels... I mean, 159 is like a standard cigar shape that will feel substantial in your hand. Yeah, and, that's true. And uh, if you know how to do nib tuning, like, and you know some basics and troubleshooting, so you can make sure that the uh, nib all writes decently wet, right? Like, you can you can pre-test every one of them to make sure there's a decent uh, writing quality for every one of them. Yeah. So, and it's like, what, $12 a pop? I mean, it goes, That's true. Right? It is very cheap. But then it hits me. Typically, they're only available in five nibs. <laughs> I know that you can swap the nib out, right? I think it takes like a standard six Yovo. So they or also take... The, they, 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 they are quote-unquote kind of number six Yovo. Kind of, right. Not, not officially number six, but they yeah. generally fit that. Gula sells their number six nib as replacement nib. Yes. So it should fit. It's a clone, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And I just realized that X750 is actually available in median. But in my opinion, ideally, you want to get at least a fine and probably a broad, mm -hmm. which completely rolled any of them out. <laughs> right? Preppy, does, it's not available in broad. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm mistaken. Let me see. Plan Preppy Broad. I don't think they have in Broad, but we'll see. And uh, it would be nice to have them change the nib, right? To under have them understand that, like, these things are... It it's not set in stone. Like, you can change them, you can fiddle with them, you can do stuff to them. Yeah, okay, no. No Broad. Yeah. Available in fine, extra fine medians. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I will ideally get a fine, get a broad one to feel the uh, how, how, how different nib size will give you different feedback. Yeah. So that leaves me with a brand that I typically don't use myself, but not everyone uses. Uh huh. Lamy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes, Frank, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so what else am I going to say? Let me safari, find nib, and bra nib. <laughs> yep. And guess which pen brand I decided to go with, or at least I'm planning on going with. Mommy? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my, my original plan talk with my colleague was to go with the Lamy All-Star just because um, going with like a metal aluminum pen versus like a plastic pen just kind of feels a little nicer. Mm -hmm. um, and we were planning on doing the 1.1 stub instead of the broad. Okay. Uh, just uh, for a number of reasons, um, just because it is different. If you've only experienced like uh, ballpoint pens experiencing something that as just has just like a flat edge to it is something totally different right so fundamentally different okay yes it also kind of is a forcing function to like new people to like use the pen the correct way because it basically will only write one way you have to have the flat edge on the paper right so i think in terms of the bringing some people on board having them try something new we we're gonna go with two nibs, the fine nib and the one point one stub. And I totally the fine is actually a fine. Yes, a tr <laughs> like a true fine, <laughs> not the lami fine, quote unquote, <laughs> possibly medium. In that case, we might have to go. I, I that's right, because a Japanese fine is a true fine too. If from my bias perspective, so we might have to go with an extra fine, right, for lami. Um, and I totally understand for people listening that like me going with a Lamy 1.1 stub is totally hitting all of my internal biases. I totally understand that, but the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what about the uh, ink? What, what ink? Okay, actually, no. The question's for me, right? So I yeah. Didn't what are you? Ah, oh, crap. I will honestly go with the Pilot Blue Black. Yeah, that's one workhorse of ink. Mm -hmm. That really, like, if, if you want to be lazy and just settle with one ink, that's why <laughs> one ink you can always stick with because it's waterproof, it's blue-black, you almost have no issue signing anything with it. I think, you know, that's just reminding me. I think I need to go back. Um, remember the 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 ink sheet that I put out it, in the it's sunlight? It's up there? It's still there. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can we go At this point, it's over a year now. Oh, okay. Um, it's well over a year, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we can revisit it next time. Yeah, so I put it up there in February 2022, it now being April 2023. It's been Holy over a year crap, now. Crap, time flies. All right. <laughs> time really flies. Um, I am curious to see what happened to it. Uh, looking at the old sheet pilot blue it's not pilot blue back uh, mm -hmm. the pilot blue did disappear the most Ooh, okay that may not be, well that may not be a good uv light ink then. yeah and uh hmm, different inks i would honestly wanted to try shimmering ink interesting you want to give them but a shimmer ink i would loaded in certain pens not every pen because it settles yeah i will load it into like two or three separate pens wanting to try mm. right so at this point if you are if you can get like a uh, eco 
because eco is easy to take apart and clean. I will get the yeah. eco and uh, put shimmering ink in that and just give it a, give it a swirl for, them to, for people to try it. And of course, if you want to try shimmering ink, I think the very first thing you can try is the uh, Emerald Shavar. Yeah, Emerald Shavar is a good pick. Yeah. And uh, lastly, the last ink, I would go with something that is not... Mm, I would say something that's a Shin Monster. Yeah. <laughs> so... Ideally, nitrogen. Uh, any of the ink from the nitrogen uh, studio, organic studio nitrogen line, mm-hmm. would probably suffice. I think the most, uh, the most shining one is probably the Walden, which is like a green that will just actually no. Don't get that because that is in direct contrast. It it, it fights with Emerald Shavar. In the, yes. In terms of color. Right? Yes. So you probably want to get a really red color that will actually sheen's yellow. What color? I don't have anything in my mind at the moment. No, that's that's good. Because um, for me, uh, what I was going to pick, I actually didn't go with... I didn't actually pick like an actual color yet. I was kind of going for like, um, like what are the ink qualities that I would hit, right? And so you basically hit a good uh, balance, right? You have one workhorse ink, which is a pilot blue black, like everyone and anyone can use it. You have a sheening shimmer ink, the Emerald Chavor, which is a beautiful ink that people will, that, that's kind of like, it peaks. A lot of people like, oh, this is like a special kind of ink. Yeah. Um, and then there is, uh, like you're saying, the uh, nitro, like a Nitro Studio ink that's just like a sheen monster. Because sheening ink is, there's something special to it, right? Yeah. I will certainly get the red-yellow sheening ink, though, because that is, that's one of the first things that, I, I mean, the uh, the Chris, uh, no, actually, no, the Christmas ink that has actually golden, uh, gold shimmering <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would get the red one that sheen's yellow because that's certainly some very, very unique coloring to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at right now, there's the Pen BBS 276. Pen BBS 276. Oh, interesting. Cheng, <laughs> Chengdu red. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, bottle of red that is also really good at sheening, but it is not really available. It is a Kobe ink, so I'm mm. not sure that's a good thing to recommend to people. No, we want we want to be able to get uh, a lot of these sample inks. So, um, what? So when I was approaching this, I was thinking that we would get uh, maybe one one kind of more standard ink but I, I i'm not sure about that i'm not sure about a standard ink yet because it's buying standard ink is cheap and easy to do if they want to approach this mm-hmm. um so i was debating about getting three more fun inks okay uh, one of them would be like a shading ink like some of those new um pilot shading inks that they have 
uh, one a sheen monster, and then one a shimmer. Okay. So, like, an Emerald Shavora would be really great for this. Um, I was thinking perhaps, like, a Sailor Apricot for a warmer color that is basically an orange that's sheen silver. You're going to need a very wet pen for that, though. So yeah, that's true. I'm not true. sure Lamy will work with it. Yeah, but it, it, but I agree with you. Some kind of warm color that sheens like a like a silver or yellow mm-hmm. gold would work. Yeah, and yeah, then something you don't see on normal pens. Yeah, and then like a good shading ink, whatever color we wanted decided to go for. Okay. So I guess lastly, it is paper, right? Yes, paper. Uh <laughs> It seems like uh I mean obviously Tomoe River is going to be one of them. I was I wouldn't even go for Tomoe River 52 honestly because there are just too many uh variables in that paper for the time being. It is not a I would not want to introduce newbies to and tell them that hey look this paper has this much history <laughs> and is on the brink of not obtainable anymore, right? So there, there's, s- of course, a new edition. <laughs> yes. The, the, yeah, but some people like it, some people doesn't like it. There, There's a pretty big split dis- uh, feeling on it. But since it's the new version, I, obviously people have their opinions about it, but wouldn't bringing them on board to at least using that instead... Well, I was say that's why I say get the uh, sixty two gram version. Yeah, yeah. Because sixty two is much uh, more stable and readily available paper. So, and honestly, I, I personal reference wise, I like fifty two better as uh, sixty two mm-hmm. better anyway. So I would say uh, go with Tomoe sixty two DSM mm-hmm. for letting like this is one of the higher grade papers, mm-hmm. and on the same time, uh, Rodia. 80, 80 or 90 GSM Rodia or Clairefontaine well, actually Clairefontaine Triumphant it is really available it is that company's not going anywhere yeah at least I hope it's not <laughs> right so that's a, that's a pretty good choice pretty safe it is a coated paper it writes very smooth like glass smooth uh, mm-hmm. because it's completely coated right and uh, you can get a I will roll out the Mitsubishi paper that because of this like Mitsubishi super <laughs> compact that those those are like very niche papers. Yes, <laughs> that, that, that that they can explore themselves in the hobby later on. Um, I will probably get a Midori paper. Ah, okay. For a okay. more absorbent normal paper mm-hmm. that is fun and pen friendly. Okay. Are those your three picks? So yeah, Rodia slash Clairefontaine, Midori, and Tomoe 64 GSM. Okay. Uh, Frank, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, really? I was really hoping you'd pick something different because we picked the exact same three. (laughs) 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 Um, No, no, I shouldn't say I'm disappointed. It's like, oh man, maybe we're too close. We basically just picked the same ones. I mean, there are other options. Of course there are other options. But in terms of... You're approaching this in terms of introducing people to the hobby. And you want to give them a good like foundation of understanding what 
pen and ink do on paper. And Clairefontaine Rhodia is a good base smooth paper that re is readily available and is, is trustworthy, right? And right. then you go the other way to to uh, 62 GSM Tomoe because this is one of the only ways to uh, see that sheen in the way that you want to see it. So when you show them the difference between these two papers, you have them understand uh, how much of a deal, how much of a influence the paper does has on what you see, right? Um, and then the third one, kind of that's why I said two to three sample papers is like, okay, right. what do you toss in the middle there to show them that like, oh, this is kind of an in between, or um, I, I was also debating like, oh, maybe like the chiffon cream paper that we got, so that the literally the feel of the paper is different. The, um, they're super soft, but chiffon is also really. It's rare. It's not yeah. common to get in USA. So yeah. So it, it, the third one is kind of more like a fun option. Um, like where in the spectrum of paper do you want to go? Um, and we we also decided to go for uh, Midori paper. If you can squeeze in four, I think uh, Nemesine paper is a good mm -hmm. choice because the uh, Nemesine notebook paper it is one of the It is the paper that almost kind of rejects ink. <laughs> if that makes sense. It, what do you what do you mean? Ink doesn't want to spread on that paper. Mm. The paper the paper treatment on that down the the paper finishing process is weird. So that the nib feels different on that paper than any other paper than the other other papers. And at the same time, the nib size almost writes true to size mm. to the nib. Even if you use a weather ink, I wouldn't say it would look the same with a very, very, very wet ink. That I say I botched up trying to make my <laughs> own ink. Um, but on a normal ink, Nemesine paper almost always looks like they write a little bit finer because ink doesn't really spread out on that paper interesting yeah my experience with nemesine paper is is pretty limited i think we just got that notebook and i only wrote like one page on it thus yeah. far so. so if you have a 1.1 stub that you mm -hmm. are trying to gonna show them test it out really quick i think the difference between horizontal and vertical strike is going to be the most obvious on nemesine oh, paper. interesting just because it doesn't spread out on the sheet. Yeah, it doesn't like to spread out. So, yeah, maybe. I, I will give Nemesign paper a try to see if it wants to squeeze anything or not. I mean, one cool thing about uh, organizing a group of people for a pen event and giving them um, sample papers. Sample papers, if you just buy them in bulk and spread it out to the entire group, is really cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even even the even the what's it called Tomoe paper, you just got buy a ring of two hundred page, one hundred yeah. page, and just yeah, everyone gets like five or ten sheets, and it's not it's not that much. Yeah, so uh, custom, uh, Collins is paper sim paper simple packages. <laughs> yeah, but like we were thinking about like buying some of the pre made uh, sample sheets, uh, like the the sample papers, and like not only are they expensive, they also didn't have the ones we wanted. <laughs> Which I understand why, because usually people who buy those... Those are very... 
I wouldn't even say next level. They are like next, next level paper collections. They're not targeting people new to the hobby. They're targeting people that are looking for something new. Yes. Which is why they didn't work for our situation. Yes. If you're introducing (laughs) newbies to the hobby, I don't think it works, man. No, no. Especially when Sullivan is not even, it's not even available in USA. Right. Right. So... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Yamato paper, like, where the heck are you going to find that here? <laughs> you, you find it maybe like one notebook binding that has it. Yeah. So we, I think we were planning on just buying like the stacks of paper of each one and just we'll try, we'll give each person like a couple of sheets and then people can try it. Yeah. I will say that will definitely work. Awesome. Well, thank you, Frank. This has been really helpful to help me kind of nail down or at least bias confirm confirm my choices. (laughs) Um, But as we were, so as we're building out this kit, we did, I did find something that I haven't seen before. I know it's been around for a while after clicking the link, but it seems really cool. These, they're um, the Colorverse art cards. Have you seen these before? No, I have not. This is the first time I've seen it too. Okay, so... If if you haven't heard of these before, I think these are so, so cool. Because um, one of my big problems, you know, is I don't know how to play with these inks in a way that's, like, beyond, you know, using them in my pen. Because I'm not, like, I don't have, like, a brush that, like, I don't do art on a larger scale at the moment right so usually for me to see the qualities of the ink it's mostly inking it up in my pen or using a dip pen journaling or doing something like that um but what these colorverse art cards are they're basically these little cards that have a drawing on them and the drawings don't absorb water or color so not that much okay oh okay okay so as if you paint your ink on the card, the it becomes like the background of this like um, silhouetted oh, image on the card. Um, and it looks just amazing. Uh, just the samples that I see. I don't typically recommend that brand, but I think Ferris wheel ink is probably a good choice here because that, <laughs> that ink in general, it's very light in color. Mm. Unless you specifically go for darker ones. Like A lot of their limited editions are really lighter in color. Mm-hmm. To the point that a lot of people actually recommend it to be a watercolor ink. Interesting. And uh, this this looks like it's right in the colors, the, um, the, the ink brand's alleys. Yeah. Maybe. I'll finally get a Ferris wheel ink. <laughs> but but I have enough inks that I want to kind of give a sh- uh, like try out right mm-hmm. and so it just this just seems like a fun way to um, see the different qualities of the ink like see the shading and I'm not sure if it'll sheen or not on the card it, it might um, depending on the card quality um, but it just seems like a lot of fun yeah 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 so that actually some of those arts looks really nice too to be honest with you yeah. And it's so, not expensive. Uh, how many do you get? I, how many different types are do you get? It looks like per pack you get fifteen cards. 
of three different spin. Okay. Oh. Interesting. Oh wait, no. Total of thirty sheets. Oh, oh, I see. So you can two types. Uh, depends. I think there is the size B is three types of fifteen cards. It's definitely designed with a paper with the watercolor in mind because the paper mm -hmm. weight is two hundred GSM. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't, you know, warp. Yeah, so it doesn't warp or uh, yeah, that seep through too much. Yeah. But this looks like a lot of fun, and like for six dollars, like that's not a bad investment, honestly. No, I wouldn't even say investment. That's not a bad way to spend some money and uh, to try all your favorite ink and uh, see how it goes. Yeah, because I know that like um, for if you ever looked on like Goulet and you see how cool the inks look like when you take a swab and just dab it somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. um, like I could do that on on my own paper and I could like I've done before, like and just build out like an ink test sheet of my own. But um, this seems like a just another way of doing that. That's that's very creative. And I'm like, you know, it is an adult coloring book in a sense yeah yeah very ex well i wouldn't even say very expensive right i mean no it's, it's not 45 sheets so 45 sheets for seven dollars I, I that's that could be even cheaper than some of a kid's color but you can't buy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just when you get actually get it wet it's gonna be messy but you're gonna have ink everywhere again yeah but yeah, um, I'm probably going to get one of these and I'll tell you, because I have some watercolors too that I can try on these. So we'll see how will they do with fountain pen ink and we'll see how will they do with um, watercolors and I can report back. All right. No, yeah. no, just let me know, I guess. <laughs> All right. And uh, from the looks of it, that includes our today's uh, episode. You know what, Collins? How about I let you read the prompt this time because I keep missing it up. <laughs> oh, uh, the prompt about how you can find us at fountainpenstationary at gmail.com. There's no and. It's just fountainpenstationary at gmail.com. Um, our website is fountainpenandstationary.com. And we're also on Instagram at fountainpenandstationary with underscores as spaces. There we go. Yay. No mistake. <laughs> like I do. <laughs> You're welcome, Frank. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's a much smoother closing than uh, <laughs> last last episode, I believe. Well, with that being said, uh, I'll see you next time, Collins. All right, I'll see you too. Bye. Bye.